How you been? Awesome. Awesome. It's, uh, I was just thinking about this, like, about this exact interaction after, like, I set up the meeting and I was like, like, man, you know, it's perspective is so crazy because I look at my day and I'm like, I feel like I could get so much more done. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like there's so much non maximized time. And I look, I look at today and I'm like, Oh my God, there's, I could have gotten so much more stuff done. But then if I went through and I made like a list of all the things that I actually did today and I showed that to somebody, they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so I, it just, it goes to the whole idea of like, is there not enough time in the day? Like, I think there's, I think there is not enough time in the day. Do you think know. so? Do you really think so? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, really there's, I feel like there's so much I could get done. Uh, I feel like I put a bunch of effort into the day and then all of a sudden it's noon and I'm like, Oh man, there is that. There is that. Yeah, no, there's, there's, um, well, there's something to be said, I think for, uh, how productive we're being like when, especially when things are not, when things are not being planned, like when you're not, if you're, if you're just kind of blindly going into something and taking action, um, I can get lost in something, but, and especially if I don't have like a backstop, if it's like, nope, today's open. And I'm like, I'm just going to do this thing. And then that, and then that will happen if it's something I'm excited about. I've done that with as, as nerdy as this is, I've done that with reading. I look at my, like, oh, oh yeah. my God, three and a half hours went by. What have I done with my life? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, three, and a, three and a half hours into reading is uh, much better than three and a half hours into, honestly, binge watching a show. Or- oh, don't get me wrong. I've binge watched the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the best version of me wasting my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but, um, but no, uh, but all in all, like things are good tomorrow. Um, I have, I'll actually be out of work the next two days. I have like a back procedure set up for tomorrow. Oh. So that's good. It's one that I've had before and it's not yeah. like a surgery or anything. You know what I mean? And so oh, okay. just kind of poking in and burning stuff and some minor. Just poke and burn. Poke and burn. It's all right. Poke and burn. How are things at home? How, how is the family uh, life? Things are going good. My son just turned one year old uh, yes. this, this weekend. Uh, your brother and your cousin Dom had a little family reunion at oh my, my house God. this oh, weekend so that was cool <laughs> how was that <laughs> no it was awesome was um, it really I, I like to think that i had a part into i have no doubt them back. Uh, it's no been doubt. like two years since they've seen, seen each other i don't know if if you've seen dom in a while but uh no it's, it's cool it's just nice to see his family and and obviously i see your brother's family quite a bit yeah. but yeah I mean, my my son Everett goes to see Jamie for daycare every day. Oh, so. okay. I didn't yeah. know that that connection took place. So that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I see. I mean, I rarely see Pat because yeah. he's always working. He's at work. But yeah, yeah. That's what you do when you're the big man. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And that's it's funny because I remember I was, I feel like I was talking to Pat about the show at one time, and I think that he was bummed that he had never been invited as a guest. Because, you know what I mean? You like, know, I feel like he'd be a great guest, man. And, and was, he would. He would. Unquestionably. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he's got a great, uh, he's got a million stories. <laughs> I mean, he's your big brother, so I, you know. <laughs> I was there for at least some of them. Yeah, most of them, honestly. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, and actually I talked to him, and it was funny because I had, 
it, it's just, it's interesting how we will build something up in our minds, like the, when, when it's ours, when we make something and it's your own thing. And, and I'm you being in a band, I'm sure like in, on the creative side of things, like this, I'm sure this has come into play many times with you that there's oh, a yeah. creative control aspect to things. Absolutely. And there's, there's a vision, right? And so you're like, well, does this go with the vision? And like, I want to be, I want to stay true to what the vision is. Oh yeah. And then at the same time, it's like, am, is my vision standing in the way of my own success? And you, know, you never know. It could be, it could um, be, you know, you could be trying to set a vision for your podcast, yep. which is great by the way. Thank uh, you. I've been listening. I, I love appreciate it. that. Yeah. But I'm getting reviews. It's so funny because like, I don't, talk to that many people about it yeah and it takes up an enormous amount of my time oh, yeah. i mean not, <laughs> and so, only, not only doing the interviews but editing and oh my god ed- <laughs> <laughs> there's i would i would venture to say that there is more time invested outside of the actual like what people are consuming than put into the interview itself oh and and, you know, and that's a big part of it. Uh, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand with podcasts. They think like, oh, you just hit record and you just bullshit with your yeah. buddy for an hour. But no. Like, like um, and don't get me wrong. That's part of it. <laughs> that's part yeah, of it. that's a big <laughs> part of it. And, yeah. but, but there is there is an aspect of who are you selecting to come on? You know, yeah. and like, what what is the purpose? Like, is there a purpose right. or is it just the bullshit? And I mean, right. by all means, you know, to each your own, like, that's cool. I, I have, I had a vision and I have one, but I've been able to loosen the grip with it a bit, you know, over, yeah. over time. And just, instead of it being specifically entrepreneurs it opened up to business owners and instead of just being entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs and business owners, it was artists, you yeah. know, which in essence, like I kind of took on early as like, you guys are your own type of entrepreneur, you know? Right, right, right. I mean, I, honestly, I, it, being an artist, is an entrepreneurship. And that's exactly what you're trying is. to sell a product. Yep. Um, you're trying to build a brand. And, yep. and that's one thing that I've tried to even incorporate, just trying to, to tell people how to start a business. Like they go, Oh man, you're in a band. Uh, what do you know about starting a business? And I'm like, it, it is a business. Is a business. It is. It's probably one of the most difficult businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, art, art at all. I remember when I had the, the conversation with Tony, yeah. with all the painting and everything that he does oh yeah it's, it's such a hard thing, and especially in that regard because people can bring music with them wh- like in the car on a run during a workout or whatever you know oh, yeah. you can go to a concert but art like the like in a paint version it's it's not anywhere on the list of like needs or wants it's a niche thing it's a very niche thing where like you do you are you into that you know? Right, right, right. So he found well, a cool way in with motorcycles, you know, yeah. and with that. And so that's, I mean, sometimes you got to find that. And I'm sure that when he when he left Volkswagen to go pursue his dream of being an artist, he wasn't yeah. like, I'm gonna paint bikes. You know what I mean? Right. And so right, right. he didn't let that the whatever vision he had in his head stand in the way of his success. Absolutely. One, um, I don't know if you remember, but. Uh, so I, I paint cars now yep. for a living. Yep. Um, I just, just listened to our interview. Okay. I just, because it's coming up 
Like, and that, so ironically, people will be listening to this. Uh, and if, as long as I don't screw this up, and I think that I'm good enough to not screw this up. So the next, this Friday will be you and Matt. So for the people listening, this is probably like a month ago. Okay. <laughs> right. So in the future, we're talking about the past, which hasn't happened. It's fine. It's good. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys got it. You know, you already listened to it. Right. So right. I mean, this I, is, I, this is Alex from Alex and Matt DeBase in the interview that we had before. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is a nice follow-up. Um, I'm happy to be here with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, th- if anything, this is how it goes with all of our conversations. There isn't enough time to get in all the things that we want to no. say. Nope. Uh, <laughs> and that's how it's been since the day I met you, Matt. Yeah. I mean, it's been, a, it was, it's been a blast. I loved, I loved how natural it was for for us in the beginning when we met when we were both working at Volkswagen and for those that maybe didn't catch the the previous episode um with me and Alex and his twin brother Matt um which is the the sequence of of people there like us three is just hilarious in the sense that my name's Matt his name's Matt but you guys are twins and you sound the same so an audio like just it's it's hilarious just thinking about it. Well, and then, <laughs> and then you and your brother and your cousin also oh, being Italian Jesus. boys, and you, uh, your your father and his brother being twins. Yeah, that that was a big uh, stepping stone into your family for us. Uh, the first time I met your dad and your uncle, I, after I told them that I was twin, they're like, "Right." You Italian? Yeah. They're like, all right. <laughs> you're cool with us, bro. Yeah, you're in the family. You're in the full. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Welcome in. That's all we needed. <laughs> exactly. Twin, Italian, twin Italian. Well, that was the, one of the amazing things um, that I've just felt from you from like from day one was just one, you had an enthusiasm for life that you don't anticipate from somebody who was working in the job that you were working in. Um, a lot of the people that were there kind of, you know, their heads kind of hung low and they'd wash the cars and do whatever. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't get it twisted on the other side. Everyone that was wrenching, that was oh, a yeah. really young shop. Oh yeah. Absolutely. For mechanics. That was crazy young. I mean, and at this point in my life, I'm still working in a very young shop. I'm still, oh, are you really? uh, yeah. I mean, as I'm still a painter, um, our, our, body shop is very young i'm one of the older ones which is crazy because i'm not even 30 years old so i was uh, gonna ask i was like bro i don't even know like where we're you're about, at. we're about the same i was age, gonna say yeah. like we are not that far off yeah, like yeah. a couple of years which yep. which is crazy i mean uh honestly your brother and uh and your cousin dom uh kind of took me under their wing yeah bad at that <laughs> Um, yeah. and it was cool, you know, and I, I met a lot of good people through there. I mean, I met sides, uh, yeah. n- nobody listening is going to know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, it's good. No, but, sides, uh, sides was aptly nicknamed for his sideburns. Yes. Yes. And, uh, Mr. And Michael just, Lucas. And he's, yes. he's now my brother's roommate and yeah. he's been a huge part of our life ever since mm-hmm. we met him through you and. Uh, and your family and, and Volkswagen. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how um, those uh, places that we just work to make an uh, ends meet, yep. we meet people that make our ends meet. If you yeah. Know. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's, 
I think that it's a testament to the general law of attraction and not in the sense of like, if you, if you think about it, you get it. But I think when I think of the law of attraction in my head, it's just probably not even like the correct definition, but the way that I think about it and that's more effective and real is the type of energy that you put out is what you get back. And so, and that with personality types, um, I just went on a rant about this, that when you like, if you show up in an office or you show whatever job you're at and you're around a group of people, and you start complaining about something, um, what that does is it opens up the door to communication with other people that have had negative experiences and have been kind of like bottling it up. I'm like, whatever, man, I'm not going to complain about that. And so like, then you're, you're spurring conversation with people like, yeah. Oh, cause everyone wants to connect. Everyone wants like, like kinship and, and to have oh, that yeah. tribe and friends. And so they're like, oh, now I, I have a window because I, I ran into a similar problem last week with Jim down the hall as well. Screw that guy. Exactly. You know? We can relate on this exactly. subject. Yeah. And, like, and it, the thing is that you can relate on other subjects that are more positive. Or maybe you can't with that person, but because your actions were negative, then it drew that person who was also negative into your life. Yeah. And then because you're, you're in that state of like, not depression, but anxiety and stress, this person comes in and then you feel better because then you're connected and you're like, Hey man, let's go and get drinks. And then you establish a friendship and a relationship with this person. But it may be in a negative way though. Exactly. Exactly. That can impact you negatively for the years to come. Cause think about the positive aspects of the relationships that were built from that one shop from Volkswagen in Omaha. And because I know that you, your personality and mine were very much aligned. And that's why oh, we yeah. clicked from the beginning is that there was a very positive nature. And the one thing that even more so than the positivity was the inquisitive nature. I yeah. feel like we were both ready to question and, and just kind of experience the world like bring it in. Absolutely. Well, we had the same taste in music yep. and, and that right off the, the, the bat is something that can, uh, make or break a relationship oh absolutely but i mean when you came to me and said hey you like this check this out yeah, yeah, yeah. put <laughs> headphones in my ears did i <laughs> that's how i, I discovered the expendables man yes. I mean, that's yes. <laughs> positive vibes man yes and, oh and my it God. literally that was quite literally the the best thing you can do for another person is yep. put positive vibes in their ears yeah yeah and so, it's and there's not I don't know of a much more effective or efficient or like more thorough way of doing that, at least at the, at the pace in which it happens than music, Absolutely. you know, like, like I, we could sit here and we could talk for the next hour and it won't necessarily generate the same like hair raising goosebumps yeah. that I get when I listen to a certain guitar riff. Your or, heart beating out of your chest. Oh my God. Or, yep. yeah. I, get, I got goosebumps on the back of my neck now just thinking about it, just remembering <laughs> a past event of it occurring. Right. Yeah. You know, I got, it's I'll a have a feeling inside, deep, deep inside of you. And, yep. and that's what makes music incredible. Um, it, it really does. And that's the yeah, one thing yeah. that I appreciate when I was going back and again with that, the conversation that we had, um, and then going back and being able to listen to it again, I, uh, I really, I have so much appreciation and gratitude for your family and how embedded music has been, not just for you and, and Matt, like choosing it, you know, in your yeah. life, but for it being, it, it's like your guys' culture. Like oh, it absolutely. is so, and that's, it's, it's like just a beautiful you, thing to see. It's almost like if your dad was a 
diehard uh, football player. He he was a killer football player in high school and in college, and yeah. maybe went pro or whatever. Uh, the kid is probably going to be invested in football. Uh, yeah. And that's how we took it up. You know, I mean, it was something that was always a part of our lives, bigger than just our parents, our grandparents. Um, but even more than that, it's just something that we feel deep down in our core and it reaches people. Well, and that's, that's part of the reason I think why it does. And I mean, I, and, and it's not to say like I, the, what I'm, what I was getting at is that because you feel it to that level, then your ability to, to send that out through your music oh, is, yeah. is more deep and more real. And I don't think that it has to be. I think that you could not believe in the music that you're doing. You could not even like the genre of music you're playing and yeah. potentially create music that has impact. That's how crazy music is. You're it like, is. I hate this. Like, I mean, and people it's... can not like a genre at all, but mm-hmm. still produce music in that genre and make money and yeah. be happy about yeah. their career. They still get to make money every, every day and make music every day. I actually just, that's so, that's so crazy that this conversation went this way. I don't know what it was. I went to my car today. I was getting, I was leaving work and I was going to the gym and I had this moment where I I thought about somebody coming to me with a compelling argument. Yeah. I was like, Hey, I think that we should do X, Y, and Z. You're like, as a country, we should do X, Y, or Z. And I was, yeah. and, and I thought about the idea was like, if I was like, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Like that seems well thought out. Like you put a lot of time and effort into it and like, let's do it for whatever it may be. The, the yeah. details are irrelevant. Like just that's the premise, right? Somebody brings you. And then what happens if you find out that that person, it doesn't, Oh, I, I remember where it came from now, but <laughs> that's a, that's a story that I actually can't tell. I'll, I'll tell you when we get, <laughs> off recording off. it's it's uh, a legal okay. thing that i can't discuss on air. Oh. I'll, oh. I'll bring it back after everything's done <laughs> but, uh, but for now drugs okay yeah, yeah, no, I did that again. <laughs> how does that happen every time that we have a conversation <laughs> this doesn't happen in every interview i do i, see I know, I know. <laughs> this is actually a current this is a, a legal issue that just took place really um, okay yeah and i well, was and i was in a more administrative role in it and so that was that was what so the idea was somebody creates a compelling argument and i'm like that's a great compelling argument yeah i I buy it and then i i spend time and i look into it independently and i'm like yep and and i even try to steel man or like make the best counter argument that i possibly can right and then i and at the end of it i'm like nope i'm convinced that this is it what happens it does i guess the more apt question is does it matter if I find out that that person that made that compelling argument doesn't believe it at all. Like, does that matter? I don't like it. Emotionally it does. Yeah. (laughs) I think about it. I'm like, I was lied to. Yeah. It's, it's 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 all bullshit. They they push so hard for something that they really didn't give a shit about. Um, But does it make it less, does it make it less true? No, you know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's, that's it goes to the music. Look at it. Yeah. It goes to the music thing. We're like, he, that person does not have the energy behind what they're doing. Like if say it's a country music guy, but like at the end of the day, he goes home and he listens to Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? Like he's just like, he's tearing it up to rap. And he's like, no. And I don't think I I never judge a musician by that. I've had a hard time lately. um, So I've been listening to a podcast uh, that talks about the dark side of 
the music industry, which honestly, the most of the music industry is a dark side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it talks yeah. about musicians getting away with murder and, and all kinds of stuff like yeah. that. It's, do you judge those people by their actions? Do you hate their music after that? This, this is this is the Michael Jackson conversation. Yes, that's what this, or, this is. Or R. Kelly. I mean, yep. Yep. Any any of them. Um, do you hate the music because the person was bad? Nope. And I I, I view the if the act doesn't have to do with the performance or whatever that I loved, then I can. I can disassociate those. I can say you're a despicable person. Yeah. And you made a killer track. Like Thriller was on yeah. fucking point. You and you're a di- and you're meant you were a mentally disturbed person that molested children. Like right. both of these things are true. Well, and there's a whole other thing that coincides with that. I mean, a lot of these people that have those mental issues um are also very creative people. Yeah. So they have these problems and these issues and it helps them or forces them to write the, these incredibly beautiful masterpieces, but it's a, it's coming from a dark place. Yeah. Um, so you can't, it's hard to judge them for their actions mm-hmm. uh, because I think a lot of it stems from their childhood or the way they were raised the things that made them great musicians are also the things that made them bad people. Right. Yeah. So like the question <laughs> is, is like, would you, I guess that kind of goes to Jimi Hendrix and it's like, would you want Jimi Hendrix to have never done drugs? Right. Yeah. Like what, what world would that have created? Yeah. A better a world for him personally. And like, yeah. Yeah. And the, in the type of impact that he had throughout all of music Oh yeah. You know, so what happens to the music industry and how does it change? What does it look like now if Jimmy was never a thing? It could be potentially entirely different. Well, and it's going to be something that continues on with the musicians. Um, Obviously, uh, I mean, there's some garbage musicians that are out there these days that are on trial for shit that uh, some talented musicians got away with. But uh, I guess if you can rat enough other musicians out, <laughs> then you're good to go. But <laughs> uh, no, it's, it is crazy to think um, how a lot of uh, these musicians have been affected by their, their young life and, and how that's helped them write a lot of creative things, but also made them into dark people. I think the same thing goes and crosses the line. And this is something that we've talked about before. And actually will bring up an interesting question that I have for you is that this goes directly into line with comedians. Yeah. And so like some of the best comedians and I don't, and I'm not, this isn't making justification or anything for any acts that people do now um, that they do currently, but you look at some of the best comedians in the, the childhoods that they, that they had like some of the best versions of like good childhood stories are like yeah. broken homes, lots of Ooh. moves, you know, like that was a, that was an okay one. Like that was, yeah. <laughs> that guy wasn't right. so bad. You know, this other guy was 13 and he's storing eight balls of Coke, you know, <laughs> exactly. Or, or slinging Coke or, yeah. or yeah, yeah. At, at, you know, 12 years old. Exactly. Um, but it's turned them into those type of people that can handle situations or know how to read an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've always 
been impressed by with uh, stand-up comedy is those people can read a room and control a room without music, without a guitar in front of them. They yeah. just talk to them, man. That's, That's so scary impressive. as shit. Yeah, and it's it's one thing because I've considered like the idea of of doing what we're doing and trying to find out if there's uh, demand for doing this live doing this in front of a group of people like having a conversation like this we're like you guys aren't really a part of the conversation if you want to if you ever want to do this live i'd love to sit if you want to come to omaha and do yeah. this live we'll yeah do, i'd like, love to do this live i mean i think you could i think this would it would be great i mean people in enjoy these type of conversations i think so too i think that there's a i think there's a thirst and there's a demand for people to actually go like for people to leave their homes and to want to go to a place where there's an intellectual conversation taking place. Yeah. Like, and and, and, and they, you, they very well can even step in and, and say Yeah, something. no, and like you, I would definitely open it up at the end for like a Q&A. So that yeah. like, if, so if it's me and you sitting down and we're having this conversation and then at the end for like, like we do 45 minutes of conversation between you and yeah. me. And then at the end we do 45 minutes of open Q&A. Like, hey, bring it. You know, like what, what, what yeah. do you guys want to talk about? Let's, Absolutely. I think that would be fun. It would be interesting to see uh, what kind of venue would be open to would would work that we can we can work those details out. I'm you, get with, you get with me. I'll, I'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, Actually, yeah, it's yeah. funny that you say that. So a venue that we work with a lot in uh, Omaha here, uh, Skybox. It, it's a place that Matt and I play acoustic all the time. I just saw. So I pulled up. This was hilarious. I I went up to send you the information for this meeting. Yeah. And when I did, I saw the last message you had sent was for your guys' Facebook page, which oh, okay. is, what is, what's the name of it if people want to go see it? Save, Save the Hero uh, is our band. Yep, so just uh, search Save the Hero on Facebook. and. Yep, yep. you can right. search us on uh, on Facebook or facebook.com slash Save the Hero Band. Perfect. Um, you can uh, you can find us on really any of the social media yeah. types. Uh, tweet Perfect. the Hero is our Twitter and, nice. and all that stuff. Nice, that's but, awesome. Um, but yeah, lately we've been kind of taking it low key. Uh, we haven't put out any new music as of late because I've been a new father and 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 investing my time into being a dad. My son just turned one on Saturday, so that was pretty pretty awesome. That is awesome, uh, man. It's yeah. been a year. It's crazy how time flies, but you know, I mean, the yeah. kids grow fast, man. So you got to soak up that time and yeah. get invested in their lives, and uh, that's what I'm. Well, and it's, it's really, it's so crazy with kids too, because it's, everything is, it's so slow, but it's so fast. And each day is just like, oh my gosh. All right. I'm going to make it through with a solid three and a half hours of sleep. Yep. You know, and, and it seems like, like the progression is so slow, but it's, it's the, the part that always blew my mind with each one of my kids was after a phase is done, it's done that child will never do that again like once they walk they'll never crawl again like they'll crawl and play around or whatever but like as a means of transportation like they'll never crawl again right and that's and it's that's the point where i'm at right now i mean he's so close to just walking independently and so i'm trying to everybody goes oh he's almost there and i'm saying I'm all right with him just yeah. hanging yes. on just yeah. a little bit. I don't want him to be held back. I, no, I no, 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 no. And it's, I, I but, think that's the exact, like the best way that you could go about looking at it is just acknowledging the temporary status of it yeah. and, and appreciating him for what he is and not 
because and that's i think that's one of the biggest things that people mess up with that is uh is reading oh yeah with kids because they they want to push their kids so fast to read you'll get like three-year-olds and they got like these like special technique books and pens and they put the pen over the book and it's reading it the words back and i'm like that's too just like what difference does it make well, uh, he's had a lot of books, and we encourage books. Yeah, just no, like no, no, any of course. Does. Yeah, no, you but get him around. I'm not, I'm not trying to get him to be reading Shakespeare at no. four years old. Uh, no. He doesn't need to be there. No. I just want him involved in something that's not a screen. Yes. That's another thing that scares me, man. We're in that screen culture, man. You know it as much as I do. Kids are glued mm-hmm. to screens. I mean, and I'll tell you what. It's a there's. It's so it's so easy to fall into the trap as a parent to give it to them because things are built that are more, more, not totally, but are more friendly for kids. Like they have a whole kids YouTube. Oh yeah. And even with that, yeah, you do. You got to pay attention because some weird crap gets on there. And everybody wants to scare kids or, Mm -hmm. or lead them in because kids are innocent and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're at a different age. It's way different than when we were kids, man. Um, Granted, I remember being glued to my game boy. Oh yeah. Walking all the, walking around all day. But seeing like a family walk into Village Inn and the three kids are all just staring at a device, I'm like, man, yeah. can you guys just look up for a minute? Yeah. Like, and it's, I think a lot of that is just, I mean, it's based on like, what are you going to put your energy and emphasis into? Like, are you going to say, when we eat, there are no screens? Like, yeah. and it's, it's so crazy that you have to start from that as a baseline where like screens is the standard. Yeah. And then, so then finding ways to break it up. But I mean, that's, if that's the case, like we live in the world that is not in the world that ought. And so if you found yourself as a parent in a situation like where you have kids and they're on their tablets or, or PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo a lot, start that way and just right. start segregating because a hard, it's just like, you could look at it like quitting smoking, right? They're like, you know, cold Turkey might not be the easiest way. It's um, going to be rough, actually, the roughest yeah. way. So yeah. if you just take them away from them, they're probably going to act violently. I mean, not violently, but, you know, they're no, oh, radically. No, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be happy about it. Nope. So it's one of those things where you got to really establish um, how you feel about the situation. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm a young parent. Um, just I mean, you to... could look at those things as opportunities. Like, if, yeah. you, if you're in a situation that's kind of – that you're not happy about, like there's too much screens happening and, and you're, you're feeling a little shame and a little guilt because you know, you could do better. Like it's what an opportunity you have to show your kids through small continued action on one thing. What is more important? What is the most important thing? Like, because if screens are standard and they're always there, like, I'm going to emphasize, like, like we said, like, let's just talk about dinner. Like at dinner, there are no screens. Like, and I'm yeah. going to set the example because I'm not going to have my phone. Yeah. And we're, and we're not going to sit there with our faces in our plates. I'm going to ask you about your day. And right. dinner one of the, time is time for the family to sit down and we discuss everything. Exactly. Your, your, lay your qualms on dad. Like yeah. I want to hear about your stuff yeah. because there's going to be a time where they don't want to share and the more you press and the more, or the, or the more you make them comfortable with sharing. That's it. That's it. 
That's no, it's yeah, creating. It's, the more you press is a bad way to to do it. The more no, no, no. You but I know I comfortable exactly. is that's the that's the way. That to was do an it, awesome yeah. shift, and I know that's not what you would actually do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just based <laughs> on your personality, I'm like, fuck it, tell me. Yeah, you, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's exactly right. If you 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 create the environment where they feel safe and comfortable and motivated to tell you something. So then it's like, okay, well, how do you do that? You know, and, yeah. it's, and honestly, it's, it's more simple than you think. And just think about the way that you interact with somebody when you actually want to be talking to them. And if you don't actually want to talk to your kids at dinner time, become an actor and put on, play the role of that person who is engaging in a conversation because yeah. there, are, there are going to be days when you've had like you just the wrong car came in and it threw you for a loop when you were trying to paint it and everything went wrong. Like part of the protection came down and you painted a window. You know what I mean? Like, like like whatever the most terrible stuff took place. What's funny. It's funny that you're saying that because I've been trying to work on focusing on conversation with, and as I interrupt you, but (laughs) it's, it, it has been something that, um, I have a hard time with. I mean, we play a show and I'm talking to Matt and then Jim, I can see him out of my peripheral and he's waiting and he's vibrating and he wants to talk. And so I'm trying to finish our conversation without cutting it off too short. So I've been trying to work on giving the person that I'm talking to the focus rather than the person that's standing right next to me. Uh, that focus it's hard though it is well and but the thing is too is that there's value in acknowledging the presence of the other people around you because the type of interactions that you have and just and this goes back to kind of where we started off with like the negative energy and and attracting people and everything Mm -hmm. like that that if i'm if someone brings up Again, like you can look at all obstacles in any any event that happens as an opportunity if if you're motivated to do so. So if right. I'm the person who's sitting at my desk and that person just had a negative interaction with somebody and they turn around they're like, man, I hate it when my boss comes in and, and tells me this, that, or the other. And you have the opportunity to step in and try to shift the conversation, right? Yeah. Like, or you can engage with it in a negative way. But the thing is that you you as a, as a bystander on the side are going to be picking up the energy from whatever conversation is happening. And so, and that's also going to help define who that person is. So if I'm like that third person, who's not going to engage with you in a negative way, I'm, but the other person does, and I see you guys connect then I'm like, all right, like I know who you are and I'm, and I'm good. I'm good on that. And so it's the same, like hang back and like, and and let it go its course. Yeah, well, to acknowledge the fact that people are doing that not consciously. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a thing that is occurring all of the time because us as humans, we're taking in all of our environment. So I may be working diligently, but we're in an open office. And so if I right. hear that interaction take place, then like I'm, that's just data. And most of it's probably passive. But when it comes time for it to be, to turn and become active, if I'm going down and I'm like, hey, who wants to grab lunch? Guess who I'm not asking? Probably you. Because you were the guy that was complaining and bitching and right. moaning and like, I don't really want to go to lunch with somebody. Exactly. You're, so you, you burned a bridge and you had no idea that it even happened. That's true. I didn't even think about it that way. And so when you have that conversation with Matt, like it's the way that you go about having it is important. But even if you want to, if you, 
I'm, I'm trying to think about like the best way to handle that. Like if you know that somebody's like biting at the, what is the expression? How did I just drop uh, it? Chomping, chomping, chomping at the, the bit. bit. <laughs> chomping at the bit. <laughs> Stupid. Oh God. Yes. If somebody's chomping at the bit to, to talk with you, being able to break for half of a second, may, maybe this isn't the best way, but in my head, I'm like, I'm like, if you break for half a second, I'm like, Hey man, like, I just want to finish up this conversation with Matt and I will like, I'm, I got a, you. I honestly, got you, not brother. a bad idea because I feel like I cut it short and I go to the next yes. conversation and then you're and almost it, doing both a disservice. In, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm cutting him off and then I'm cutting into your conversation and I'm like, Hey man, how's it going? We're rushing things. And yeah. And this guy just wanted to say, Hey, Thanks and then while you're that. there talking to him and you're trying to give him the value that he deserves by like, cause he really wanted to talk to you and you're like, okay, I'm going to feed you this. But then your mind's still going to be left because you didn't get the proper closure with the previous conversation. And so yeah. then you're going to be thinking about like, Oh crap, so Matt, Matt, Matt said this. And I really wanted to, to tell him that. And I, I should have done that. Right. None of that. And so then now that is infecting your, the, the bandwidth, that you're using oh yeah and in the conversation that you're having that you're trying to give the guy his due right. you know and, and now a, you're not even late, it's a late <laughs> distraction exactly. it's a distraction that's not even currently in front of and me so it's just in, something that i think about yeah yep. so in the process of trying to trying to do him a solid you're actually doing him a disservice and so i agree with you that like you should i think that's a great way to to look at things and that's yeah. that can be hard that can absolutely be very difficult. Absolutely. And when you, you know, just like I do, if we're personal to people. We talk to people yes. constantly. So we get deep into a conversation, but if we're talking to X and Y is waiting to talk to us, it's like, sorry, X. I'm trying to. I got to go. He's just, he's just looking at me. Yeah. He's right there. Do you yeah. not feel that? Like, yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. My blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man absolutely that's it's so real it's um the interactions between people is is, it's profound i mean that's who we are like we're a social being at the end of the day absolutely uh, well i mean that's what drew our our you and i together and the fact that we're personal with people oh yeah no there was no there was no barrier (laughs) between the friendship we started talking about the universe and and all kinds of stuff from from the get-go yeah this was god this was almost 11 12 years ago at this point was it like 2008 or 9 something like that yeah yeah because i joined the army in april of 09 and so we oh yeah so that was when i left so yeah it's like oh eight wow that's crazy I, I was graduating <laughs> high school in 09. Yeah. So was, yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah, I had only been nuts. out for a handful of years and yeah. Yeah. That so dude. but the one of the things that I had been thinking about that I never had a chance to follow up with you about was the stand-up stuff. I know that you had said that you had you had some interest in in pursuing it and just trying it out for fun. Have you so got, have you done I, anything? I have not. I I still okay. have aspirations to. <laughs> okay. I know. Um so my big thing is I really wanted to do Kill Tony which was uh, the, the certain podcast that was coming through town for the That's first right. time. And it, uh, they give random comedians a minute. I mean, they pulled out of a bucket, but I mean, right. they give you a one minute of comedy and I had everything lined up. Did you uh, really? Did you I, have like, you had your minute? Oh dude, I had a, I, I still have a solid 60 seconds, but um, I want to work on more though. And I, yeah. I still want to, I, I still want to get up and do it. I feel like though this weekend doing this first uh, DJ thing is also is, is just going to help me like 
feel a little bit better about it because I want to keep doing those things that scare me. That was my big thing last time we yes. talked. Is I want to do things that scare the shit out of me, uh, especially uh, being a new dad. I've always been timid, but yeah. my wife has always brought the things out of me like, hey, we're going to ride this roller coaster. And if you're scared, suck it up. Like, <laughs> that, that's been what it's about. So I, yeah. I've been trying to live my life that way ever since. Like, I'm, am I scared to do this? Well, good. That means it's a good thing. Like, yeah, no, you're pushing, you're pushing the limits. And I, and it's, I, I am a firm believer that if you don't, if you are not doing something to push your limits continuously, you start to like, you become uh, very, you become stagnant. Right. Yeah, and like, yeah. and it's like the, the limits that are there, it's, it's like, plateau. it's like a ceiling. Right. And yeah. it's, so if you're not pushing the ceiling up, then it's, it's, I really believe it. Then it pushes down on you. Like it's not, oh. nothing just sits there. Like then it's like it's, a star Wars, like the. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like you're either, you're pushing it forward and pushing it yeah. away and, and push it and progressing or it's, yeah. or it's pushing you back. Like it's not, it's not a stagnant, it's, it's not a stagnant thing. It's a constant pushing and it, it detracts from you yeah. because you become less of who you are when you're not pushing yourself to new limits. Like Absolutely. I just, I just read this thing about um, the whole flow state, the idea of getting into a flow state and some, some study uh, explicitly showed, I guess, I don't know how they were able to test it, but they, they, they were able to find that people that enter a flow state, they're more likely to do so if they have like a 4% um, difficulty increase from like, from like where they're doing something and they're completely comfortable. If there's yeah. like a 4% difficulty level on top of that. Oh. So it's like you're doing, so I guess for you, it'd be something along the line of uh, maybe like a new song or like you're coming yeah, out yeah, like yeah. You wrote something new. So it's like, you're not, you don't have it nailed, but it's not something that's like completely foreign to you. Right. So when you're mo most likely to catch a flow state when you're, when you're in that zone, you're, when you're pushing, beyond your comfort zone yeah but not so much where you're so you're distracted by how how foreign and how how much you have to learn so yeah based off like i saw the movie that really really goes into this is and it's the book which i can't believe i haven't read it it's the peaceful warrior i don't okay. know if you ever read it or saw the movie has nick nolte I, was like the old guy in it yeah it about, i swear i saw something about this book yeah, yeah. Too. oh so really something that's that, hilarious yeah. i'm honestly it's not surprising yeah, yeah. <laughs> with us like that doesn't shock me at all right <laughs> we're on the same vibration dude. we just yeah we it doesn't matter if we're half the united states away like that's just for real. <laughs> I feel like a real connection just with your whole family. Honestly, yeah. it's been crazy. Uh, I mean, honestly, you were the first one that I connected with, but, but then uh, I left, <laughs> yeah, then you left. but I, but then after that, I not only got a connection with your brother, but your cousin. And I mean, Dom and I have had our ins and outs, but we've had some crazy times and yeah, it's, it's wild that, uh, we are just kind of on the same wave, man. Yeah, and especially because there wasn't a, a a whole lot, if any, really communication for years yeah. after I left. Like but, I was pursuing, like growing my family and yeah. per, and growing in the military and everything, and and I really now dropped. Your, your, now your daughter was already born at that point. Yeah, right? your first yep. daughter. Yeah, yeah, yep. your first child. Um, 
So, and I remember that, and um, I thought it was like awesome that you you're reconnecting and and, yeah. and doing something different, man. I was, but I was sad to see you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that was that was another thing that was um that when you brought that up and you say that it's awesome, it was terrible. It was an yeah. awful. It was an awful situation that I had created. But it's it goes back to the kind of the conversation that we're having about screen time and about negativity and about like your yeah. choices in the face of terrible situations, even if you're the person that created the terrible situation, like, okay, you can make it you're there now. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. So I chose to start a relationship with my daughter after she was born and had been around for a while. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to start making different decisions. Yeah. I want my life to be different than it is right now. I want to establish a relationship with my daughter and I'm going to join the military. And these are the two things I'm going to do. And that eventually led to me marrying my daughter's mother, now yeah. ex-wife, <laughs> like <Yeah>. you do. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but no, it was phenomenal. And I don't regret anything about it. I think that no, it was, it was the guys, right decision. You guys tried and, 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 and um, you've done everything that you can, especially if you're kids. Yeah. Uh, I'm a child of divorce. Uh, and my, unfortunately, my parents didn't get back together. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that was, that was, yeah, that's so crazy because mine, mine did. And then I was with, so my, yeah, my parents got divorced and they got back together. So that was pretty phenomenal. And I love um, your parents, by the way. They're, oh they're awesome. It's one of the, I remember I had this conversation. I will never forget in one of the shows, uh, with Kelly Kroll, the neighbor that I had growing up. Yeah. Um, amazing kind soul. I, I love this woman. And she um she looks out for me like she was my babysitter and she, I swear she's still like she'll call me up like, Hey, I think you're being stupid with this. All right. So like maybe <laughs> still don't be being your babysitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's just she's looking out for me as like a really, really good friend. Like we connected a little bit later on as I was starting to travel around the world more and she was traveling around the world and, and we, we nice. connected in a in a pretty cool, unique way. And, uh, and we don't see eye to eye on a lot of political things, but like, yeah. there's a respect there. You know what I mean? Like, I respect your opinion. I don't agree with you, yeah. <laughs> but I know that, I know that you're not coming from a malicious place in your heart, but Absolutely. this, it go to when we she had brought up my parents too, because they were essentially like her second set of parents. Yeah. And, um, and I, we, we were talking about privilege or something during the show. And I was like, if we want to talk about privilege, like, I think that the single most real and tangible and impactful privilege that anybody can have is a two parent committed household. Yeah. You know, and I like, that's the baseline, no matter what oh, skin yeah. color, what religion or whatever, if you have a, a family unit that is there to support you, that Absolutely. Is that sets you up for so much success. You have your dad and your mom in there yeah. and they, they love you and they're, they're giving you that. And I got that from my parents. They, they made so many decisions to, to prioritize us and our education and our activities over their own personal lives. Like, Absolutely. I mean, and I, and I don't mean to uh, sound, uh, you know, what's the word? Uh, like degrade yours <laughs> yeah yeah i don't uh, yeah. yeah i mean i my parents uh, have been great and i i did grow up with that um you know nuclear family mentality with my mm -hmm. stepdad and my mom uh 
he was there through my elementary years and middle school and throughout high school. Uh, and my dad was still there too. And, but it, it's that, that, that split up thing yep. that kind of does make it hard on, on yeah. kids and everything. Even, but, even when both parents try their, because that's, that's where I'm at now. Like, cause our, my, now my kids, like I see them every other weekend. Yeah. And that's, that's a struggle. It it's is. Hard. You want to see them all the time. You want to see them mm-hmm. every chance you can. Um, especially uh, in these years, because, you know, once they're all teenagers, it gets different. I mean, I remember being a teenager and not wanting to go to my dad's house because I'm like, well, what am I going to go do? Just go crash on the couch. I have had that exact (laughs) thought with my kids. I'm like, there's going to be a point where they're like, I just like, I want to hang out with my friends. And I know that when I go to my dad's, then like it's time with him, you know? And so like, I'm losing half of my weekends in the month to go hang out with my dad. And I'm like, okay, so I'm compelled to like do things to try to make it fun and adventurous. And, you well, know. and, and I appreciate that though, because uh, not, not to di- like bring my dad down in any way, but usually when we'd be going on over there on weekends, he was playing in the band, which oh, has been yeah. a thing that's always been a part of our lives. Yeah. Um, but you know, if he's playing Friday and Saturday night, and that's I'm, the weekend. Yeah, I'm a teenager. I'm working Saturday and Sunday. Like, what's the point of even going over there? You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, that's, and that's and that's just that's a real life. It's not a knock on your dad. It's just a real life thing that like yeah, he had kids. he had engagements that he was going and and priorities that he wanted to engage with, and there were kids, and so it's just like it's this balancing act. You know? Oh yeah, and, yeah, and and for a kid, you can't tell them no you can't go hang out with your friends that's this is their formative years i mean this is the time where they can go be wild and free and you don't even realize that until you're out of those years and you're like do your thing man (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so rough because like it's the thing that i try to keep in perspective is that i know what i know now and i have the and I'm young. We're st- we're still young. Oh, like dude, early thirties, like so. Yeah. And especially in this day and age, we're so I mean, young. Ma- <laughs> correction. I'm I'm not even thirty yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So being late twenties, early thirties frame, uh, it's <laughs> it's like I still feel significantly smarter and and better about everything that I do in my life. Like it's just, then I did when I was in my, in the same time when I was in my twenties, when I was in my early twenties, just because there's more direction and there's more, uh, there, there are so many lessons learned through terrible decisions. made. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, it's, uh, it's really cool to watch how you've progressed because I mean, I'm sure that I've progressed in my own way, but I don't mm. watch myself. I yeah, watch exactly. Yeah. So it's cool to see you come from when we met to where you've come now and your positivity. Uh, you really do glow an aura and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's dope. I, I like it. And I like that you're doing this, this podcast and, and trying to bring positivity around because that's what I want to do. I want to yeah. project my good feelings and thoughts on other yeah. people and uh and and try to <laughs> be negative a hell of a lot less <laughs> yeah no and it's and it's gonna happen and that's the thing and it's so it's planning for 
always being at your best is is a mistake, right? Because we're all gonna fail and we're all gonna falter. And and as positive and and loving and happy that I am, oh my God, does it go oh. the other way? Well, <laughs> I, I I can't I can't imagine that you saying that you don't have a bad day oh, is. Gosh. It's and ignorance. honestly, yeah. I have a really hard time saying that I have bad days. Yeah. I don't know that I've had, I can't think, I had this conversation with somebody about, uh, and we're kind of like, let's go super dark. I had this conversation with somebody about suicidal ideations. Um, and they were like, they're like, yeah, I think that everyone has had suicidal ideations at some point in their life. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, ha- I was like, I haven't. And I was like, I don't even mean to say that as like a, like, I'm so good and I'm so happy and my life's so amazing that I like, I, and cause I have, I had, and I was, so I thought about it, I reflected and I was like, no, I have, but they weren't like, it wasn't from a, a place of depression or sadness or like, I don't feel like I'm going on. It was more out of like, um, what's the word? What's the phrase? Like a, like a mental game, like a mental exercise. Like it was more just like a, like what would what would happen? It was more of a in the line of questioning of like what is existence? What happens okay. after we die? I was gonna say it's an existential. Such a hard word to say. There's so many letters. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was exact. That was exactly that, it, and it was during a point in my life when like I was starting to have a lot of the like I was reading a um, a few existential authors. Um, yeah. and, and just like get, getting into that idea and I was like, okay, you know, like this is what these ideas are. And this is like, okay. And I would, I had recently left the, my childhood, like indoctrination of Catholicism. Okay. So that, and that's where, if, to me, that was gospel, right? Cause I, that was from the time that I was a kid, like that is life. And then yeah. when I developed, um, kind of out of that, it was like, okay, what is, what is everything then? If it's not that, what the hell is it? Right. And so then it just naturally led to, that was one of the string of thoughts. And so like, yeah, sure. I was like, I was like, what would happen if I, if I like killed myself right now, like what would happen? Where, what thoughts would I have? Would I have thoughts? Like, would I just be thoughts? I don't know. Right. You know, but it was like, it was like, oh, okay, well, what are the possibilities? And I looked into it like, okay, this is what these people think of this. Way. But nobody fucking knows. Right. <laughs> that, is the, that is the biggest thing that is the, that nobody knows. And yep. um, I think that's the kind of the kind of the thing that scares everybody is because yeah. no matter what you believe in, you don't know. Hard to know. You don't yeah. know. And you know what? Like, yeah. good. Did you see, there was a movie on Netflix where they figured it out. Like that was the premise of the movie. Oh, really? Is they figured out it was uh, it was it was like the discovery. It was something like the name of it was okay. as simple as that. It was like the discovery. Like they discovered what happens when you what die. it was. Yep, and it was good. It, it oh. was a good thing, and so but it was so that made it terrible because this like like seven million seven a lot probably more than that probably like seventy million people committed suicide within the next week. You know, because they're like, oh, so wait, life is terrible. I'm ending it because I know that good things are happening. So this was was it, so this was a fictional thing that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, just yeah. swayed people to. No, no, no. The, the discovery yeah. was real in the movie. The discovery was oh. real. Like they knew oh. what happened, and it was just that was the fallout of people knowing. 
Oh. It's like, well, what's what's the then point what's of going stopping to me struggle? from? Yeah, if I know to that, yeah, if I know that positivity and happiness and joy are beyond this door, why am I going to stay here and suffer? And so maybe that's part of the and reason why we don't get to know. <laughs> like, I think you, that's absolutely right. I mean, um, th- that's the hardest thing is they say. I mean, when when if you commit suicide, you're not just hurting your you're, you're letting go of your problems, but you're in putting that on all your loved ones. Yeah. Uh, so if you know that it's going to be happy sunshine afterwards, it's not going to be for your mom and your dad and your brother and sister. They got to let you go. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people understand that, but that, I mean, mental illness is something that people need to talk about more. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's one of the biggest problems is just, it's the, it's the taboo nature of it. And it's the yeah. fallout. It's, the risk that you have bringing it up if you if you bring it up at all if you're like right. i'm having a bad day and because i'm having a bad day this might lead to me not having a job tomorrow because i was right. open with them about the type of feelings and thoughts that i was having i was like i'm not feeling it today man like i don't even know if i'm going to like if i'm going to make it to the end of the day I'm like right. nope you better bottle that shit up nope. inside and yep. not tell Suck fucking anybody you're a man. It's like, it's toxic as shit, but (laughs) yeah, like that's cool. But do I want to be a man that commits suicide? Yeah. I mean, I can bottle it up, but does that mean it's going to, and then, and then let's say I don't, let's say my outlet is something different and it's, it's, you know, chemical and I'm like, well, I drink or I do drugs and okay. And what's the fault? I have a family. What's the fault on my family? Now I, now I've got an addiction problem. I've got a depression problem and that could easily turn into an abuse, like a physical, if it's not already emotional, emotionally abusive in the home. Oh yeah. It's that's likely to come followed by physical abuse. Like they all come, they all go hand in hand. Um, each, all all of those things you just mentioned, uh, they, they literally go all in hand hand in hand, uh, the men- mental illness is something that definitely, if you don't address it right away, it turns into one thing and then it turns into another thing and it turns into another thing. And then all of a sudden it's not just you that's dealing with the problem. It's your whole family. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. And then, but then you're terrified to bring it up to them. And it's, and that's, that's part of the issue is just that there's, we don't, we look at it. We, we, if you break a leg, everyone can see it. Yeah. Everyone can see that you're no longer able to walk to it, but because all of our minds are different and we all operate differently and our levels of resilience are different based on the stuff, based on our genes for one. And then also our, so it's the nature versus nurture, but it's the both it's the nature and the nurture. So like Mm -hmm. if you're naturally better at being resilient and you were, you grew up in a way that was kind of shitty, but because it was kind of shitty, you can deal with pretty freaking shitty yeah. So like you could deal with some same stuff that somebody else is dealing with and they can't. And yeah. they, that's, to them, it's the end of their, the end of the world to you. It's every day. Yeah. Like I got or, it. Or every like, week. Do you know like, how much worse this I can, can get? handle this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's, that may be something that can break someone's entire world. Yep. And, um, and so because it doesn't do that consistently across the board, that same actually, like we can't isolate a, an event that occurs even to the extreme. Like let's take it to the far extreme of like uh, war fighters, people that are actually deploying, going and fighting an enemy combatant and they get shot, their friend gets shot next to them and they get blown up, you know, and they're left with some of the most traumatic people, oh, yeah. like post-traumatic stress that, that you can come across. 
um, which actually, interestingly enough, the high, the leading cause for PTS in, I believe, the world is from car accidents. Really? I had no idea. That is interesting because I thought it would be something more related. I would have too, be because that's where that's cause. that's what I yeah. thought too. But then, uh, like when you think about it, like well, the number of car accidents that occur versus the number of people that. Go I mean, what you think about com- combat? Yeah, well, I mean, you, yeah. you think about the number of people that go to combat, and then you think about of those people, the ones that are actually seeing combat. Because yeah. I would be willing. I've never. I've been blessed. Well, and you probably know a cursed. hell of a lot more about that than I. Well, I've never gone. About. I've never been. Right. You know, in in a decade of service, I've never gone, and I count. I've, it, it used to be, and it still kind of is a a thing for me, where like there's. Like you get a, in the army, our uniform, like you wear a patch on your left shoulder. Yeah. That is the unit that you're in. So it's like mm-hmm. the symbol of the unit that you're in. And then on your right shoulder, like every time that you deploy with whatever unit you're in, that same patch can be worn then on the right shoulder if you've deployed with them. Okay. And so like through the last 18 years, uh, there's been a lot of deployments. Right? Yeah. And so you have most people in the army can show up to work and wear a different patch every day of the week because they That's have crazy. five, six, seven deployments yeah. all a year apiece. You know what I mean? So like half of their career has been in Iraq or Afghanistan fighting. Yeah. And so they can show up like, Oh, I was with that unit next day. Oh, I was with yeah. that unit. I don't have anything like mine's. And so they call it a slick sleeve. Oh. <laughs> and it's a derogatory term. Oh man. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that'd be a, uh, yeah. not fun time no 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 <laughs> and so going through especially when you have schools where like you're intermingling with people across units across the army and you're coming together for like a promotional school or whatever uh i would go there and i would be the only one in the entire class that had holy that shit yeah and that happened multiple times Man. and so i'll tell you what it was at first it was it really got to me it was yeah. extremely bothersome. And then as I continued to progress and get through the ranks, I would just look at people and be like, I didn't need it to get to where I am. Like, yeah. and, 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 and I have volunteered for every deployment that has come my way that was possible for me to go on, I volunteered for. I was redirected from one duty station to another so I could deploy with the 82nd from Fort Bragg. Nice. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. Especially because yeah. that's, that's one of the patches that comes with a little bit of extra pride when you get to wear it. You're like, oh, okay, you were in the 82nd. And, and right, right. For some people in the army, they like to talk a lot of shit on that, whatever. But, right. uh, you know, it, well, it is. I mean, I'm sure there's all. It's the all brotherhood thing. It's, it, no, it's little, hilarious yeah, yeah. To, to get out of, I'll use this as a way to walk out of the whole military talk thing. There's a sense of tribe that I that I do love and appreciate about the military, and it and it works so effectively, and so naturally without people thinking about it. Because so if we're in the same relative, they break the units down, right? So like you have like your platoon is one of the smallest elements that you're gonna have, and so you yeah. have two, you have multiple platoons inside of a company, and those platoons will compete against each other, and like physical training in the morning and rifle marksmanship and everything like that. And they'll compete oh, yeah. like our platoon's better than your, than your first platoon's better yeah. than second platoon. Second platoon sucks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then when you look at the multiple companies that are in the battery, those platoons will come together and say, screw that company. 
you know, like we're, we're better than that company is. Yeah. But then when the battalions come together and they're competing against other battalions, then it's the same thing, but it escalates beyond that too. So then you have the army pride versus Marine pride versus air force pride, like all the way up down from the lowest level. Right. Everyone's all, calling each other names. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> depending on the context of the situation. Because yeah. when I, I remember like when I'm, when I'm at the army, we'll talk shit on the air force all day. Oh yeah, that chair all, force. All the Get chair the force. All the, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> all day, but it was hilarious because I went into the grocery store a couple of years ago when I was in uniform, and uh, there was an older gentleman in the same aisle as me. And he was like, "Hey, um, are you in the army?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, he's like, "Hey, thank you for your service." I was like, "Yeah, of course. You know, I appreciate your support. Thank you." And he's like, "Yeah, no, my son's in the air force." He's like, "I know, I know, it's not the army." And I was like, "No, no, that's amazing. Like his yeah. service is equal to." If yeah. not greater than my own. Yeah, don't feel you know? like he's less yeah. than. And, and so like then it goes to the thing of military service to, to the outside, right? Like yeah. there will be a time when that comes together. You yeah. know, it, there yeah. will be it's a not the same. It's not the same thing if you're talking to somebody that was, you know, if you and your army buddies are talking to some Air Force dudes, yeah, yeah you're going to talk shit. Yeah, yeah. of course. Talking to this it's guy saying, yeah. that's saying that his son is in the Air Force, you're going to be like, no, thank you for... Yeah. Yeah. your son's service yeah. like that's awesome um yeah no i mean and i have no room to talk to anybody so i just keep my mouth <laughs> well no uh, it's i mean i, I think about it you. like when i mean i'm sure that there's the type of competition in the music world when you yeah. when you have like other band like when you're with your guys in your band you oh, can yeah. talk shit on other bands but then when you're with other bands that like you've toured with or that you've played with and you're talking about this other, this new band that's with you. Like, I don't know about these guys. You know what I mean? And like, and like, so yeah. it can escalate in the same way. It's a very natural oh, yeah. human or a, thing. Or yeah, or a fan saying, hey, I love you guys. Hey, I also love this band. It may be a band that we hate, but I'm still going to say they're from the same town. That's awesome. Like, thanks for supporting Omaha music. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. And, it's, and that is showing respect to the industry. You know what I mean? It's the same thing as us saying that I will stand up for a Marine the same way I'll stand up for a seaman, the same way I'll stand up for an airman, you know, like, like outside of the context of when there are just uniform people around. It's the same thing when you're out of the context of just being around only musicians and you bring in the outside world, you're like, no, 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 like you don't get to talk shit on them. You don't know what they do. Yeah, you know? you, you're not. I can. The club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. We can say shit because yeah. we fucking signed our names on the dotted line. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. No, uh, you very well deserve to talk shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, and it's, and I it's, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Well, and I don't either. Because in the same way, I would be that fan. You know what I mean? I'd be the one to come up and be like, like, oh yeah, I really like the band. You, but like, yeah sure yeah, yeah, like yeah. they make music <laughs> yeah i guess you could call it music yes <laughs> yeah but yeah no i think uh i think it's great man i really i i love when we get the opportunity to to have these conversations i had literally had like i usually will sit there and build out like a question list and everything yeah but, like this is the, the way i want the conversation to go and i was like nope alex this is going to be a 100 percent riff and that's exactly what this was Dude, I loved it. I mean, uh, we always have good conversations. I was on honestly super nervous and I was trying really? to like, uh, you know, build up a, a, I guess, 
the script of what yeah. I'm going to talk about. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. no, I don't yeah. need that. No, like, you know? yeah, wait, who am I talking with again? It's, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't need a script. I, we, I'll do homies. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that occasionally. <laughs> I'll like come up with an idea. Like, oh, I want to make sure I want to try to find a way to weave this in. And yeah. then really, as much as I want to do that stuff, and I'll even, I'll, even when I write it down or make a note, like, it's 50-50 if that thing's good. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I feel like organic, though, is the best way for conversation to happen. And honestly, we've talked about a lot of great things. Uh, Yeah, we really have. Like, I'm gonna have to go back through and listen because I'm like, I'm trying to remember all of the topics. I'm like, bro, we talk about kids, we talked about family, like family, and yeah, just so many things, man. Military, yeah. But this, we've talked about all the things that I wanted to talk to you about, which is dope. I wish we, I wish we could talk for two more hours oh I and i would if I, bed, but. <laughs> yeah exa- exactly and that's the thing i was like so i'm doing the long distance thing with my wife right now and so oh, yeah yeah we're congratulations on like a, by the way i haven't got a chance to tell you congratulations much appreciated yeah i can't wait we're, we're trying to plan to come out to omaha in february we're trying to bring all of my kids her kid and ourselves out there in nice. february so well, she can we, meet everybody <laughs> we would love to meet her family and yeah. you i your family family, right (laughs) (laughs) for sure yeah no but um we and the thing is like we could we could go on for another two hours easily and like when i when i think about it like uh if i were in omaha and i had the and and are we were able to make schedules line up like dude like there are a few people that i think of i'm like yeah man i could have him on the show like as a counterpart and we could bring people on together and you're one of them I'd love to do it. Oh, thank you. It's so like, it's one of the things that Chris, Chris had brought up and I did. Chris Hoffman had brought up the idea of doing a political based show that was done. That was done quarterly or something like that. Like a, like a once a quarter, like what happened in the last three months, you know? And like, let's do his idea was let's do it from a completely unbiased perspective where it's just, these are the things that happened. And this is the, this is the fallout from it. I'm like, I don't even know if that's possible because, right. and then, so I think like, it'd be better just to have people to, to try to do that, that have like a moderator that kind of does yeah. that, but then to bring people in that have very different views, but to be yeah. able to have the conversations about it, have it like a three, four hour conversation, you know, like I, where it's like, it's instead of these sound bites bullshit that you get on CNN and Fox and all that yeah. fucking like, okay, let's listen to this guy talk about this really important to- topic. And they just for cut in five seconds. They cut into like the most racist thing he says. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, ah, of course that was everything. It was all that. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I'd love to do something with you guys. I don't know if I'd weigh in very well on a political. Type yeah, thing, no, but I, I would love to do a live version of your podcast. I would uh, love like if, if we could set something up to do like a show where we're actually yeah. able to like market and sell tickets and get people to come out and like yeah. do a, a live interview that we would also record and be able to publish and everything. Oh yeah. There's plenty Dude. of venues that I know of that we could work with. And I mean, you want to do it. Let's get I wa- it set I up. I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> like it's one of those things that I never even considered until this evening. And oh yeah. Well, I'm, all, th- I'm all in. This goes alongside with the do things that scare me. Yes. Everything scares me, dude. Oh, yes. I'm so oh, no. Anxious this, this and idea nervous about everything. terrifies the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm all yeah. about it. 
I'm all about e- it. You get to jump into the ether sometimes. And no, we gotta, we yeah. live in a world that's so easy. The where it can be so easy and oh, yeah. so free from fear that like it, it, people start to question like why why would I go and speak in public if I never have to like because it scares you because yeah. you grow and and the type of satisfaction that you get from oh, those events is so much greater than the satisfaction you get from like doing your eight hours at work, coming home, making dinner, watching Netflix yeah. and then going to sleep. Yeah. You know, like, like, sure. Yeah, sure. You probably accomplished something at work and like you, you went home and you made dinner that you were able to buy with the money that you earned from your job. You felt like, comfortable. What if you, but you're comfortable. But That's exactly it. You're comfortable. Get out and you of that push. comfort zone. Exactly. exactly. Burn your boats. Oh, no. Burn your boats. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, and I'll let you know, I'll, uh, I'm on the verge. I'm finishing up editing our through the three way conversation. Okay. And, um, so I'll send it to you before and you guys can, can check it out, but it'll, it'll be the plan. Well, maybe I'll send it early. It's Tuesday. It's getting published <laughs> Friday. I know it's close. <laughs> no worries, man. I'm sure it was, uh, perfect. I mean, Dude, it was our, phenomenal. Our conversations amazing. always take flight and, and they do. I love that, man. They do. And it was, and with Matt there, it was, it was phenomenal. And this, this did not let me down at all. I'm so happy Dude. that we finally got the time to sit down and do this. It makes me really, really, really happy. I'm super grateful that you took the time because I know that you guys got got a lot going on. So, oh, thank you for having me, man. Uh, yep. Your your podcast is great. I've been listening to it. You're really growing it, and I love it. I, let's trying, take it. Man. Let's take. Let's take it to the next level. Next level, baby. <laughs> let's take it there. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Hey, and we'll do this again. Absolutely. Uh, Anytime. You hit me up and you let me know when you're going to be in town. Let's do this live. Oh, it's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to happen. I'm already thinking February. It's like, if we're going to be there in February. All right. (laughs) I'll hit you up. All right. (laughs)